When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A commanding win for the Boston Celtics in Game 5, 111 to 89 over the Toronto Raptors. I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Jimmy Toscano, Joe Sway Pavone, and Bobby Manning. From the jump, this was Boston's game. Played with so much purpose, so much energy, and one guy who brought that start to finish was Jalen Brown, which included that monstrous highlight reel dunk. How impressed were you with his leadership this game? Let's start with that one because that shut the game down. (laughs) Three things. It capped a big run. It ended OG Ananobi's night, and he's been someone who's hurt the Celtics in the series. Maybe it's career. For the rest of this, yeah. We'll see the lasting effects of that play. But it was a, it was an epitome of the game. Tice blocks a guy on one end. Brown finishes in commanding fashion, and Smart set it up. Those are three guys that struggled immensely in game four. Bounced back here, and Brown led it all with the early three-pointer, scoring throughout this game, his work on Siakam as he's done throughout the series. And this all happened in the first half. They did everything they needed to by halftime to where you didn't even have to watch the third and fourth. If, you, if you're just catching this to rewatch the game and get some notes, don't even watch the second half because it was a joke after that point. And this was a shameful effort by Toronto, by the way. Yeah, that dunk certainly uh, got things going for the Celtics, but they had things going even before that. And Jalen Brown, I feel like he was taking his time a bit in that first half, or at least he was being aggressive. I shouldn't say taking his time. He was certainly being aggressive. But we saw he didn't get discouraged when his shots weren't falling. And that was the case in the very beginning. Uh, you got to give Celtics credit again for what they're doing defensively in transition. I think that really got things going, opened the floor a bit. Huge second quarter. Uh, I love Brad Stevens' uh, decision to go with the, his best three players to start that second quarter. Jalen Brown was in there as well. Uh, Kemba Walker, Tatum. They never took uh, their foot off the gas pedal. And the Toronto Raptors did what they've been doing all series. They outscored the Celtics in the third quarter. But fortunately, for, because of what happened in that second quarter and because they were able to set the tone the way they did, it didn't really matter. Yeah, credit to Jalen Brown, credit to the Celtics. I was I was very interested to see how this Celtics team was going to come out in this game because of how poorly they played in game five, uh, excuse me, in game four. So to see Jalen Brown come out, hit that first shot, it was kind of like a little exhale there, you know, and then to see, um, I thought Kimba Walker had a great game start to finish, sort of commanding the, the, the play out there. And Marcus Smart, and we haven't mentioned him yet, Daniel Tice. I mean, that center position has been so huge for the Celtics. When, when Tice is on his game, I feel like the Celtics just take it to that to that other level because you could say that that's probably their weak spot if if things are, if matchups aren't aren't going their direction. But when Tice is on, I mean, you saw you saw the type of game that that he can give you and the production that he can get you can get from him, not on offensive but on the defensive end. I thought him and Marcus Smart uh, defensively were just as important as Jalen Brown and Kemba Walker were offensively. Yeah, and from the start, I thought this also really showed a lot of mental toughness from the Celtics because yeah. All the momentum in this series was swaying in Toronto's favor. Although, since game one, Celtics definitely didn't put together their best game. And it was way closer to that tonight, even though Jason Tatum wasn't super efficient. Very, it's just solid, but definitely not a notable night by any means for arguably the best player on the team. And to still be able to command uh, such a a lead uh, throughout this entire game was impressive. 
How pleased were you with the hot start, but how concerned are you still with their third quarter struggles? They had wiggle room this game, but in game six, do you think that they're going to need to string together uh, a full all four quarters to be able to pull this thing off and, and avoid the seven game? Seven. Yeah, the, the, the third quarter was a problem here, but the gap was so large at that point that, as you said, it didn't matter all that much. I was concerned about the second quarter, when they had a 14-point lead, I felt like they didn't build enough of a lead to withstand a punch back by Toronto. So they rotated to their bench, as Joe Sway said. They left some key guys in there, which was important. But I see Grant at center. I see Wanamaker out there. And all of a sudden, I'm questioning, is that Ibaka pop-out and three-pointer going to hit them? They gave them an open one early, and he missed it. Hit a few later. So those rotations are still a questions for me. Rob Williams doesn't appear a ton in this game. It looks like Grant Williams has the favor over him, which worries me because that's where the rebounding continues to be an issue. So the Celtics answered a ton of questions in this one out of game four with shot making, especially in that second quarter. Tatum, Wanamaker, drilling shots. But the interior, the big man questions we have, that's still something that I think will ultimately be settled in game six and tell the tale of the series. Yes, yeah, Sierra, I think the third quarter is going to be really important for the Celtics in this game. And here's why. The Toronto Raptors scored 11 points in the first quarter. 11 points in the first quarter. <laughs> all of them went to OG. I mean, OG pretty much scored all of their points in that first quarter. Historic low for the Raptors. They're not going to do that again. So this is when the third quarter is going to be really important for the Celtics because I expect the Raptors to maybe not jump out to the kind of start that we saw from the Celtics, but maybe something similar. Maybe they jump out to a seven-point lead heading into the second or something to that nature. And third quarter is going to be really important for the Celtics. And I think that's when you should turn to Jason Tatum, or I should say the Brad Stevens should turn to Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum's going to have himself a really big night, but I would like the Celtics to, to see them sort of set him up. You know, we've seen Jason Tatum sort of by design start to have these big nights like we saw in game one. I think this time it would be uh, beneficial for him to get set up a bit. You know, I still like his chances in these matchups, whether it's Siakam or OG in front of him. So why not play it more often than we've seen, or at least that we saw, in game five. So expect for Tatum to have a big night and to get a lot more attempts in game six, for sure. This is where I want to see if the Celtics have that killer mentality, right? Because it's going to be the second half of a, of a game where the Raptors are on the brink of, a, of extinction. I'll say that, the brink of extinction. There you go. And I want to make sure that, the, <laughs> thank you. And I, I want to see if the Celtics have that killer instinct, killer mentality, because they didn't in game, t uh, in game three. We saw what happened there. Um, so I want to I want to see how the Celtics come out. Uh, the third quarter in game four uh, in game, geez, I'm losing the track of my games. In game five, it's like every day, man. Means absolutely nothing because they were up by so many points already. It's impossible in the NBA to keep to keep a lead, um, you know, of that of that um, amount. You know, it's just a matter of time before the other team's going to come come up with a few points. But um, you know, you you were nervous though, right? And Celtics fans have, who have watched this team all season are nervous for a reason because it's been I so got nervous examples. when it went to 19. <laughs> you did. You did. You, you did tweet that. With seven minutes left in the fourth, you were nervous, which honestly, though, if you've seen this team play, they've lacked that killer mentality where they can stretch a 20-point lead to a 30-point lead. Instead, it goes from 20 to 10. So I'm going to be interested to see if they can do it. Well, for yeah, and to piggyback on that real quick, sorry, Sierra, not to cut you off, but Toronto Raptors, this is kind of what they do, right? This is their identity. They erase big deficits really quickly. Mm -hmm. They're uh, best in the NBA doing that. The Garn Report is brought to you by Car Shield. 
CarShield, America's number one auto protection company for as low as $99 a month. You can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands for a covered repair. Call 800-CAR-6000 and mention code BEAT or visit carshield.com and use code BEAT to save 10%. That's carshield.com. The Boston Celtics looked good against the Toronto Raptors in Game 5, winning big. So is this the end for the defending champs? I'm Sierra Goodwill, here with Joe Swayfogone, Jimmy Toscano, and Bobby Manning. The Celtics string together another game, like Game 1 and Game 5. I don't see the Raptors coming anywhere near pushing this to a Game 7, but we know that there's been games in this series where the Celtics have really struggled to put together a really decent uh, starting group and full game so do you what do the Raptors need to do to save themselves in this series and push it to a decisive game seven well the Raptors lost the big man game again for the third time this series in pretty commanding fashion tonight Marcus Saul has disappeared from this team and it's embarrassing everything about tonight for if you're a Toronto person like I've I guess I've become in this series it was embarrassing I didn't even want to go on the post game show so they need to get away from this all they didn't know tonight but <laughs> Technical difficulties. You can't play. Yep, that all happened. So I'd like to see them go small. Put Pascal Siakam at center. Matt Thomas had a good game tonight. They have some other shooters off the bench they could go with and speed this up even more. Gasol should play zero minutes in the next game. That's how bad he is. He's not going to, but that's the kind of measures that Raptors have to take at this point because they made it so hard on themselves with how awful they played here. Yeah, it's time to shake things up. Time to go where you've never gone before or something to that effect, right? <laughs> I mean, like, this is a team that had, what, 100 points off the bench heading into this series? So let's see more guys come off the bench here. Rondé Hollis, Jefferson, that's the one guy I can think of that could probably put together them. a 16-point game out of nowhere. It could happen. I, I'm not saying it's, it's impossible for the Raptors, but uh, that's one way, you know, Nick Nurse could go. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see that. Um, Gasol's probably going to start in this, Bobby. I don't know. Maybe you see a shakeup, but either way, I don't see him playing more than seven, eight minutes. He or meaningful zero minutes. points then, tonight. Zero. Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, that's Nick that's Nick Nurse's uh, last last card. That's the last one he could play here, I think. And I think from there, you just uh, you play off of what Brad Stevens has been doing defensively and see if you can crack it. You know, these two coaches have been going back and forth. It's been one hell of a chess match. And right now, you know, uh, Nick Nurse, is, this is the first time one of them is up against the ropes. Well, it's, it's, it's baffling to me why Ibaka is not starting over Gasol at this point because it's been clearly – I mean, he was a bit of a no-show in, in Game 5, Ibaka, but uh, he's been one of their most consistent players in, in this series. So uh, I'm kind of surprised to see that. But for the Raptors, it's, to me, it's pretty simple. They, their best players have been in foul trouble for pretty much all of this series, whether it's Yakum, Van Vliet. I mean, they, they've, they've been forced to go to the bench. They've been forced to play, um, you know, half – probably intensity that they that they need to be able to be you know effective on on both ends of the basketball court so Siakam's been a huge disappointment you got to get him going if you're the Raptors get him in some sort of zone get him in get him in the regular season Siakam mode because all Raptors fans keep telling me is this guy's capable of 25 30 points I haven't seen anything out of out of him through five games so I think if you're the Raptors you need to get somebody going early put the Celtics on the defense if if you let the Celtics get off to an early lead again it's going to be over well, I've said from the jump that this is going to be a six-game series that the Celtics come out on top. So I'm not changing my tune here. You guys, I'm going to go around the horn. Is this the Celtics series on Wednesday night, or is it going to go seven games? 
John asked me what the Raptors could do to flip this around. And it's tough to answer, but I just have an innate feeling that this Follows team Jefferson that people doubted it all. Yeah. All right. If that's, if that's your guy, sure. But I just believe in this team. The 57 wins, the turning around of this series already, they've done this this year. They, when people are lowest on them, they turn it around. And I think they'll do it at least one more time in this series. No, I think this one is done. I think Jason Tatum has a monster night, maybe another 30-point night, something to that effect. He's the best player in this series. And right now, I'm not going to say he hasn't looked great. He's been all right, especially after watching him in game five. But uh, I think he's going to remind everyone he's the best player in the series for sure. How the Celtics played in game one and game four gives me reason to believe that they have the edge over the Raptors. I haven't seen a great Raptors game yet through five games. And I'm not sure. But that, you, you can't say that was a great game because we say that was the Celtics' worst game by far, and still they had a chance to win that game as they went down the stretch. So to me, it goes, it goes down to it's the Celtics' best versus the Raptors' best. If you ever see those two best in the same game, I'm going to take the Celtics. And I think that they're ready to move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Celtics looked like the far superior team in game five, and the Raptors could be on the brink of elimination. I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Jimmy Toscano, Josue Pavone, and Bobby Manning. I know I'm going to start with Bobby here because he was all aboard the Toronto Raptor train before this series and has really stuck <laughs> to his guns. But how Who's disappointed have you been, in, specifically in game five, with the fallout that the Raptors have shown? Well, they ruined th two predictions already, and they were about to ruin a third, my Raptors in seven. But I thought there were going to be no more blowouts in the series. And look at what we get here, an embarrassing runaway game that was done in the second. Didn't even have to watch the third, as I said in our other video. And they couldn't even keep this close. Like, the, the rotations, everything was just so out of whack. I thought they were the adjustment team, no in-game adjustments. And so I'm just completely disappointed with them. I thought it was one of the more disgraceful playoff games I've been. I thought this was going to be a classic. That was my other prediction. This was far from it. And they already have me doubting them in this series. Wow. I, like, I don't know how you can't after that. It's going to be so hard for them to win this series. And I, I look at Kyle Lowry. Marcus All, I mentioned in the last video, but Kyle Lowry, he had the punch in game three and four. And this one, just sputtering along. Yeah, but see, that's what that's what you got to start giving props to Brad Stevens. That's that should that's how you should have ended that sentence right there because Brad Stevens got to Kyle Lowry, and I think he figured out that that's what's been really uh, pushing the Raptors to squeeze out these wins. You know, in the last two games, and and what a what a defensive assignment for for Kemba and the Celtics because the guy doesn't stay still, but Brad figured it out, especially in transition. So, um, yeah, where the Raptors can go from here. It's just so tough because I just think they're just so overly matched. When those three guys, Kemba Walker, Tatum, and, and Brown are going the way they were going through three quarters, it's just too much for them to handle. But they were able to do it in games three and four. So let's see what Nick Nurse has up his sleeve. Let's see what Nick Nurse has up his sleeve. Mr. Coach of the unfortunately, Year. Unfortunately, Mr. Coach of the Year is too busy talking to the referees. I feel like since game one, game one, game two, I mean, every time they show this guy – He's sitting there like this. We're sitting <laughs> there the like opening this. Minutes. <laughs> From the opening minutes. From the opening, he's sitting there like this. He's always pissed off at a ref or something. How about some accountability? I mean, this is the coach of the year. And, and listen, I'm not saying he hasn't deserved that honor, but I will say this. I think he's been so concerned and, and, and frustrated by some of the officiating that his players are kind of rubbing off on that a little bit. And, like, Nick Nurse, again, a technical tonight. Um, I, and there was an, I think there was another player on the Raptors who got a technical. It might have been Ibaka. Um, arguing 
or it was either Ibaka or Lowry arguing with the refs about something. And it's just getting to the point where even the announcers are, are starting to say something, you know, Nick Nurse, you know, uh, you know, they go into some, some, something about Nick Nurse is still talking to the refs on the sidelines. So it's just become almost like a joke at this point to see this guy complain as much as he does. I haven't seen Brad, barely do I see Brad Stevens get upset over a foul that at least isn't deserving of one. I mean, I think he had one overturned earlier. Um, but to me, it's, it's Nick Nurse and I'll say it again. Siakam, this guy is an absolute no-show. If you're a Raptors fan, you have to be completely fed up with Siakam, who, in my opinion, Nick looks Nair more like them G- after the game. Did he? Because he looks like oh. G League Siakam again. Wow. I'm glad that he ripped him. It's good, good to hear him. that. He never does that. Yeah, he said, I'm not sure why he's been so out of rhythm. He hasn't had a lot of great games. Oh, that's like the, that's the worst you're going to get. That's the most well, you're going to get from Nick Nurse criticizing you. <laughs> yeah. Facts, though. And if, if Siakam is not a lot better in game six than this is over but you can let us know in the comments whether or not you think the raptors are going to push this thing to a game seven or you think the celtics are on to the eastern conference finals and for all the rest of our celtics coverage find it on our website at clnsmedia.com and don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel at celtics all access